for Metro customers, there is more than one way to procure their goods, whether in the store, online or getting delivered. In particular, delivery is the best way for many customers to get their supplies. And for Metro, delivery means enormous growth potential. By 2030, we want to triple our sales in food service distribution. And how we are going to achieve this, we will deliver to you free of charge in this episode of More Podcast. A warm welcome to all of you, dear colleagues. My name is Bernd Rode from Internal Communications at Metro AG. I'm passionate about food service distribution. That's what my today's guest at More Podcast says about himself. And within Metro, his name is absolutely close connected to the topic of FSD. I warmly welcome Alessandro Obani. Hello, Alessandro. Hello. Great to have you here, Alessandro. You have been engaged with the topic of FSD for a very long time, already since your time at Metro Italy, where you were a member of the board of directors until 2018. And since the beginning of 2019, you are in charge for FSD company-wide as senior vice president at Metro AG. What fascinates you so much about being responsible for the delivery of our customers? Well, first of all, the fact that it is new for Metro, that was the beginning, the most exciting part of the new engagement when I was really starting. I didn't grow up in an FSD company. I was previously working in Metro, doing new store openings, very much committed to operations. And this was a new challenge and that was already one point itself for attractiveness. And then I discovered it's fun. Mm -hmm. I discovered it's what the customer wants primarily in the market we work, Oreca, uh, because mainly we refer to Oreca when we are talking about FSD. And that was enough for me for get excited. And actually it's over eight years now that you'll make me think about it, mm. that I'm fully focused on this mm. one. Yeah. And to make sure that you out of there can also feel Alessandro's fascination for FSD, we are talking about this topic today, what goals we as Metro are following with it, why FSD will bring us forward as a company and how our business model will be transformed to achieve this. And in addition, we also want to find out more about you personally. Alessandro, there are two great sections and more podcasts for this. On the one hand, our small but fine questionnaire, what scores for you? And towards the end of our episode, we will unpack your gift for us and maybe be happy and surprised about it, your sound souvenir and the story or emotion that you, Alessandro, connect with it. But first, we are talking about the transformation of the FSD business at Metro. And I would like to tell a short story about this from my early days in this company, a very long time ago, almost 15 years. It was in some bigger meeting. I don't remember what it was actually about. Anyway, at that time, I dared to make the remark that it would probably be great for our customers if we would deliver to them. What followed was a sharp rebuke from my former superior, not my current one, she's great, greetings at this point. However, I was harshly reminded that Metro was a cash and carry business and that delivery to customers would not be appropriate at all. So Alessandro, now it's your turn. What has changed since then and why is today FSD such an incredibly important driver of Metro's growth? Well, we realized that the right angle to look at things is the customer angle, not our own. And when you look at it from the customer angle, FSD is top of mind is what Orica and not only Orica expect from their suppliers. They have to focus on their business. They need to do their own work and they expect us to do part of the work for them. 
Of course, there are and there will always be, I think, people that are coming to our store for inspiration, for getting in touch with the people, and they really like it. And I also love it. But nonetheless, the majority of what they expect is delivery. In reality, it was already mm. important. It was in, even in numbers. If you look at how several countries have grown in the last 10 years, the ma majority of the growth was already coming from FSD. So we have, in reality, just started to say it more loud. Mm -hmm. And also with SCORE now, we have put it in a structure, in a strategy, we have officialized and we have freed up our spirit, our interest, our belief that FSD, we can make it also on that side. Mm -hmm. What are Metro's most important overarching goals in terms of FSD? What do we need to change to achieve them? I think the main uh, element that we see in our figure and we live in, our, in uh, every day is that it's clearly the main growth driver we have. Mm -hmm. So if I have to give the first answer is sales. It's, it's, a, it's a growth factor. So it's primarily related to sales. But then uh, provided this, which is a key element, I would combine it with the profitability element of it. We have grown fantastically in the last years. And it's probably now time to focus even more on the profitability part of it. So that is the challenge. Mm. And I keep repeating, in FSD, uh, making money, doing, being profitable, it's mm. about taking choices. Mm. Uh, if you remember, we discussed it already in the leadership conference. It's about taking the choice about which customers you serve, which products you want to deliver, in which regions, in which areas, in which cities you want to deliver, at what time you want to be at the customer to deliver the goods. All this, if you combine all the right choices on all these elements, then you make money. Of course, it's not easy. Mm. And that's the journey that we need to go through. Yeah. I would like to stick with this topic, um, all the aspects that we we have to achieve and we have to transform and um, also would like to look at the whole issue of delivery from the customer's point of view, because Metro does not supply every customer just because they ask for it. So what kind of Metro customers do we want to target with our FSD offer? And for which of our customers is it profitable for us to supply them? Well, first, before going straight to Metro customer, let me say that FSD is fantastic also because it opens up the opportunity mm. to new customers that traditionally we are not able to serve simply because they cannot be cash and carry customer. And this is also an important element. Think about what we call key account, large accounts, which is a big part of the Horeca market. And with FSD, we can actually access that. So, but having said that, when we look at our existing customer base, that by the way, and this is a, a very strong point for Metro, is the majority of the, of the market outside. Most of the Horecas are already ma uh, Metro customer because of the cash and carry. Those that we will uh, focus on to make profitable FSD are uh, independent restaurants, independent bars. These are those where numbers show that we can make the best business with. There are others, of course, that we can develop, but this is, I would say, the, the core of what we can focus on. And mm. when you add FSD to this type of customer, then the trick comes because we can enlarge our share wallet and we can grow fantastically and make them more happy having one supplier instead of several. Yeah, yeah. And maybe you can give us an example. What is the perfect FSD customers from our point of view? I would say the family-owned 
with a lot of passion for mm -hmm. his customers and his suppliers. And I've seen in my visits to them, in my going on the field with the, with the sales rep, many of these that really like working with Metro. Yeah. And these are the perfect ones because they are there, they are, I don't want to say alone, but they are fighting for the passion they have to, to, to cook, to serve their customers. And those, those are those where Metro really uh, can be better than others mm. that are not as committed to them as we can be, because that's the nature of what we do and what we like to do. So those are, I would say, the main ones. Yeah. For others that are more, let's say, organized, that are more um, demanding somehow, mm -hmm. we still have some work to do, but we are getting there also. But if you ask me which is the, 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 the main one, are those ones, the independent, and luckily they are the majority on the market mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. And what do our customers demand in terms of a delivery that satisfies them 100% and that truly supports their business? In one word, it's service. Mm -hmm. This is why food service exists, is to provide a service to these people. We said they have to focus on their business and we want to make their life as easy as possible. Mm -hmm. This is our uh, job and commitment. So it's service. And this I learned from uh, my experience. I told already that um, I had to build my competence, my knowledge by speaking to a lot of people, including competitors and all those, and I've spoken to several, and all those that were really successful were those that, uh, that said, I'm not cheap, but I'm always there for my customers. Mm -hmm. And this is where they are willing to pay a little bit more, maybe mm -hmm. sometimes, but they can trust, they can be sure that even in the peak period where nobody is able to deliver them, I'm there to deliver them and to give continuity to that business. So it's service. And um, yeah, that's what the main thing that they expect from a, a food service company. Mm -hmm. Not only for the benefit of our customers, but also because Metro wants to massively expand FSD sales. As you just mentioned, uh, we have started a comprehensive transformation of our delivery business. What is our starting point in this transformation? Where are we today? Well, first, I think we should say, and this is a point I repeat many, many times, that we should be proud of what we have been doing in the last years. Sometimes we look at what is missing mm -hmm. too much, but we don't look at how incredibly we could grow this channel in the last uh, few years in, in, in reality, much faster, but very much faster than any other on the market. So. It's a good basis. Mm. So we have a good basis. We have an incredible customer base, very broad. And so it's a, it's, a, it's a good starting point. Of course, when you go fast, and in order to go fast, sometimes you take shortcuts. Mm. It's good. But this, you pay a little bit the bill. Particularly what we see today is that we don't have now the level of standardization of mm -hmm. industrialization, I would yeah. prefer to use this term, yeah. of our processes, of our way of managing the, the, the customer that can give us even further boost. So we have a good basis, but we are in a phase in which we need to accelerate on the industrialization of our processes in order to do even more, even better. And what are the most important critical success factors in the transformation of the FSD business? For example, with regard to our assortments or our work processes? Well, today I said it's service, mm. transforming a cash and carry 
supply chain process into a combined cash and carry and food service supply chain is not easy. And mm -hmm. actually, we have embarked with Marco Celenta, our mm -hmm. uh, supply chain director, a uh, few years ago. And there are many, many things that we need to do there. But we are taking it. Yeah. You know, multi-channel fulfillment center is one thing that we've been thinking about for some years mm -hmm. and now it's finally coming yeah. to life. We will talk about that later okay. as well in detail. Mm -hmm. So this is one on the operation side. Yeah. But FSD is based on efficient and reliable operations, but in the end is what you say in front of the customer, so it's the sales part. So the other and main success factor is our ability to sell, to engage good conversation with the customer mm -hmm. that is able to provide benefit for them first and consequently also to us. So the ability to consult the customer, to create win-win situations, uh, that's the magic, that's the key factor. And also on this, we have some work to do, but we are having the sales summit in these days uh, on this topic and we are working hard on this also. Mm -hmm. And what about our working processes? Is it totally different to act as an FSD company and as a stationary wholesaler? Beautiful question. <laughs> and I think it's at the core of the of the transformation. No, it's yeah. as an instinct, you would say, yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Forget it. While in the end, if you think that what in the end the customer is doing in the store is exactly the same exercise that our pickers are mm. doing in our stores mm. for delivering our customer. They're taking some goods from a shelf. Yeah. And in one case, they go to the checkout and drive back home. And in another case, they put it on a truck and deliver it to the customer. So there are differences and that's why we have some work to do. But in the end, we are talking about very complementary businesses. Mm. And this is the, the, the point. These what, businesses what are complementary. Do you have an example of this? Yes, there is this complementarity on the on the operation side, mm -hmm. which is actually at the core of a, a score logic of wholesale and multi-channel transformation yeah. that have complementarity on operations. But in the end, it's also on the customer side. It's complementary because we are speaking to, in many cases, not all cases, let's be clear on this, to the same customer that can go through a journey through cash and carry and FSD. They need both or some of our, of our customers need both. And this is another good example of synergies and complementarity that we can leverage to differentiate to our competitors. Mm -hmm. How do you and your team proceed with the transformation and how, how is the interaction between the corporate functions and the colleagues in the countries? <laughs> you say with the colleagues in the countries, and of course there is a, a big element of working with the countries, but let me say also in a, in a global Mm -hmm. uh, structure. There is a lot that we have actually improved a lot already in working together because FSD needs all the functional experts to work on the on the FSD needs, mm -hmm. which, as we said, are complementary but not necessarily exactly the same on assortment, on sales, on um, on operations. With the countries so far, we have worked with a quite limited team. We were three in the headquarters. But we have established good relationship. We have always seen uh, countries willing to listen, to get a bit of guidance, suggestion, mm -hmm. because they are doing their best, but it's not always easy for them to be covering properly all topics. And in particular with some countries, because we have to limit our focus to some of them, we have established what we call transform program 
and we are supporting them on what matters more uh, for them on a country individual journey mm. that we have customized to their need and we are working together with them. We have very good example with Spain, uh, with Slovakia. Mm -hmm. We have done very good stuff with uh, Germany also. I'm very proud mm -hmm. of how we, have, we are collaborating with Germany. So mm -hmm. We will talk more about that in a moment and then on the topic of transforming our stores into multi-channel fulfillment centers. Just talked about that a little bit, but we want to hear more about that. But first, let's talk about you personally, Alessandro. Yeah. Because we want to know a little bit about you, or maybe a little more. And we are curious what you are willing to reveal about yourself. What's your view of the world and what's important to you? And like everyone else at more podcast, you will also be asked questions from our questionnaire. What scores for you? Ready, Alessandro? Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. What is your core? Means what special strengths do you have? Energy, I would say. Mm -hmm. That's what drives me. That's uh, what comes natural. That's why I need inspiration. I need challenges. I said right at the beginning, FSD got interesting for me because it's new. And, yeah. uh, and so I would say energy and yeah, starting new things, changing things is, is my passion also. So, mm. but, and you do it with energy. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. What small or big goals have you set for yourself? Oh, to transform <laughs> this group into a multi-channel one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Professionally, of Professionally. course. Um, Maybe also some... Something more per uh, personal? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I would go to obvious things like grow up my daughters that I love oh. as good adults mm -hmm. <laughs> would be... <laughs> Quite a good challenge, and I think they are on the on the good way. Well, one yeah. is so small that she's five, just turned five, so I don't know yet. Yeah. But the other one is ten, and she's uh, she's very mature already. Like only women, more women can be. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, working on her is uh, probably yeah. one, uh, one good challenge. Yeah. But she's talented, so she will do it herself. Doesn't need me too much. Yeah. Okay. I can feel you. I have children almost in the same age, and. Um, I know this can be a goal, inspiration, but sometimes also a challenge. <laughs> yes, and yes. she stands. So I think the tough part is coming. I'm yeah. not yet there, but okay. <laughs> we'll manage. Yeah, we will, yeah, we will manage. <laughs> okay, maybe we can talk about this. <laughs> Having a coffee um, from yeah. time to time. Um, so we talk about your goals. What is your way of achieving it? Um, well, I said, uh, I put energy, passion, I also like structure mm -hmm. and actually if you want it connects uh, sorry I go back to to work a little bit yeah, but okay that's why we're here to, 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 to score <laughs> yeah. I like to think long term mm -hmm. so how do I do it it I try to visualize what I want to achieve mm -hmm. and then I start day by day to move uh, steadily towards it so yeah the component of long uh, forward looking I think is uh, is a element uh, is a is something that I have in my toolkits and I try to practice. Yeah, so setting milestones for yourself to measure your progress, and how do you then judge your success at the end of the day? Yeah, I mean, if the milestone is well defined, you know whether mm -hmm. you achieve or not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and of course, also let me say, well, this may be interesting uh, and goes parallel with the work experience, but also on the personal. Being so focused, energetic, long-term 
vision-based um, sometimes turned you into a little bit of a exaggerating on this side mm -hmm. of being a square. And I think uh, both on a professional side, uh, the more you grow on the leadership competence, let's say, you know, you see that you need to slow down a little bit, mm -hmm. go more on the soft, be more cautious mm -hmm. about what is around you, focus a little bit less on the achievement. And then to your point, maybe it's okay even if you get to 80% of what you wanted, as long as you can do it with uh, fun, with uh, having all the people with you. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit uh, how I see it. Okay, sounds great. So now we know what is important for you, what scores for you. And maybe you also brought us a corresponding sound souvenir, which we will come to later towards at the end of this episode. Now I would like to talk about a project that has kept you extremely busy in recent months, the multi-channel network transformation. Alessandro, first of all, please explain to us what was the task for this project that already started at the beginning of this year, right? Yes, beginning of this year. Actually, it started a little bit before because mm -hmm. there was the preparation, which was quite intense as well. And just let me precise that, yeah, it kept me busy, but a lot of other people mm -hmm. that we need all be thankful uh, for the effort they did. And we really reached out to most of the people in Metro. It mm -hmm. was as broad as it can <laughs> be such an exercise. So the, the objective was coming from the belief that we cannot achieve our ambitious transformation without touching our network, mm -hmm. simply because the growth that we are targeting, particularly from FSD, but also on the cash and carry side, that it's important to remind ourselves that the network transformation was both for FSD and cash and carry in a complementary manner. Mm -hmm. Simply, we cannot achieve what we want to achieve with what we have today. So we need to transform our stores, we need mm -hmm. to grow our network to, be, to build the capacity in terms of turnover says orders per day that we can process and because we do not have today the capacity available for doing that. And the objective was to design the trajectory, how mm -hmm. to get to the ambition that we in, uh, in score we have set. And year by year, what needs to change in our network, how we need to transform our stores, which depots we need to open where and when in order to have enough capacity to fulfill the orders for our customer while keeping serving our customers in our stores. Yeah, and how did you approach this task? I mean, we have almost 700 stores. Um, did you look at every single one on site? Uh, the answer is yes, yeah. not me personally, of yeah. course. Uh, one life probably would not be enough for that. <laughs> yeah. But that's why we created a network. Yeah. We had... Uh, dedicated people in each country that we were collaborating on a more uh, daily base, I would say. And then these people were playing with the team in the countries that can have this kind of on, on the field experience and, and work. So in a, a metaphorical way, yes, we look at every <laughs> mm. single store, but the plan is covering every single store in Metro Network, including the FSD companies, by the way, I don't want to forget that we look at also their network. Yeah. So 300, uh, 360 degrees, all the assets that we have. Mm. And what conclusions did you come to when you were done? How will our store or asset network change in the future? The main uh, conclusion I would say is that our store 
after being transformed into multi-channel fulfillment center, mm -hmm. they will still play a key role in our business also in the future for serving customers in this multi-channel fashion. Over 50% of our turnover also in 2030 will still be running through our stores. Mm -hmm. Next to the over 50%, uh, we will have to open new FSD depots mm -hmm. that finally we have in several countries proven that we are able to run them successfully. Uh, so the remaining part will come through uh, this uh, model, including some cross-talking through the store. Then uh, now I don't think it's the time to go into details. Yeah. But these are the conclusions. So stores plus uh, depots will be sufficient to deliver our ambition. Yeah, I would like to go a little bit into the details because now we talked a lot of multi-channel fulfillment centers. And I think we have to explain or you have to explain um, to me and also, of course, to the people out there, what exactly this is. So what is such a multi-channel fulfillment center is all about? What are the main features of it? The name should speak for itself. So it's a fulfillment center. Mm -hmm. So it's an asset that is, is designed to be efficient and reliable for our customer. And it is important to say that this is relevant both for cash and carry and for FSD with different maybe requirements. But as I said, complementary requirement. And this is the, the beauty and of the score story. All the, uh, the processes that are run in, in the store from the receiving to the put away on the, on, the, on the shelf, the picking, the packing, the loading of the truck is designed to be efficient, reliable. And there are several things uh, that we need to change in order to do that. For example, the, the space management, how mm. we design our shelves, how uh, we run some of these processes. And um, so it's the transformation of a store closer to a warehouse mm -hmm. logic, but not in a full warehouse because we are still doing uh, cash and carry yeah. there. But that's the logic, that's uh, the driving uh, um, idea behind it. Yeah. And what are the benefits of such a multi-channel fulfillment center for us, but also for our customers? You just mentioned that it's going to be cheaper for them, uh, gives them more uh, service. Yeah, it's both thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. The, the, um, the logic is that you have more efficient processes, mm -hmm. which of course go to benefit our cost base, mm -hmm. which we can of course share part, uh, with, uh, with our customers in terms of pricing. And, uh, and this is particularly important for FSD or let's say particularly challenging for FSD is as important in FSD as in cash and carry. But the service is the other element that we want to improve through the multi-channel fulfillment center, where, for example, we are introducing new logic for the stock management, for example, stock location systems mm. and this type of things that are common practice in any uh, logistic operations we will introduce in order to increase the service level, which is the other objective mm -hmm. that we have. Okay, and I guess this project will keep you extremely busy also in the future, what are your next steps in FSD and the network transformation? In FSD in general, we have several and we are now working on the channel in general, particularly in improving the performance management mm -hmm. process. The way we look at drivers in order to increase our profitability that I said is one of the main additional challenge to the sales growth that we want to put on the table. On the network transformation in particular, we are working hard with the multi-channel fulfillment center team, Philippe, Joachim, and the others mm. in order to get ready to transform our, our network. Because of course we have defined, and this was an extremely difficult, but 
could exercise our trajectory, our future from now till 2030. Mm -hmm. So in theory, we should be busy until 2030 yeah. on this. <laughs> and uh, there are things that need to happen, the transformation in multi-channel fulfillment center, that before we do, we need to be ready with all the components. And so uh, the, the challenge at the moment is to get all these pieces together mm. to be progressively ready to roll out to transform our network. Yeah, so still a big job for you and a very important one for Metro. And of course, for our growth targets of score, I'm sure it won't be boring for you next time. No, not at all. <laughs> not really. Not at all. We have a quite full agenda. That's, okay. That's good. And also anything but boring are our more talk interviews. I had the chance to talk to some of our board members in the past few weeks and discuss with them the situation of our most important score topics. I met Stefan Claude and also Christian and Rafa and it turned out to be very detailed conversations about score, extremely interesting and also quite entertaining, especially when I think of the score dartboard. So check it out. You can find the videos on our more page on United in the more talk section. I'll put the link for you in the show notes of this episode and then I'm looking forward to your feedback. So we are almost at the end of this episode of more podcasts, but just almost because now comes the highlight, Alessandro, your sound souvenir, the sound of your core. I'll explain again what exactly that is. Each guest brings a sound from the activity, person, animal or object that gives him the most power to achieve his goals. And now I'm curious, Alessandro. Let us hear what sound did you bring? Here we go. Okay, it sounds like <laughs> like a horn from boat or a car. Or it a sounds truck. like that, right? Yeah, yeah it's similar. <laughs> um, actually, and maybe more or less by chance, is connected to what we have discussed. This is the sound that gives the start of a triathlon race. Ah. And yeah, this is about energy. Yeah, it gives a lot of energy. You should try once. Yeah. When you're there, you have prepared for months and then you hear the sound, then the energy goes all across your body and you start and you have, in my case, five, five and a half hours of running, biking, swimming. And so that was what coming to my mind as a sound that gave me energy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which somehow is also connected to the conversation we are having because we have so many things to do. It's going to be a long journey. And yeah, it's also similar to a kind of triathlon race. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's why it is my sound. Cool. Sounds good. When is the next triathlon you will do? Well, I've just had one this summer, which was very tough. And <laughs> the next one I have to think, but we'll come next year for sure. Okay. And then somewhere mid of next year. Good luck for this. Thank you, Alessandro, for the great sound. And of course, for all the interesting information on FSD, for our colleagues and our listeners of the More Podcast, Wholesale to the Max. Thank you, Alessandro, for being here with us today. I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. And dear Metro colleagues, thanks also to you for listening. I'm already looking forward to the next episode of More Podcast. Then we'll take you to the next stop on our score journey to becoming a multi-channel wholesaler. Please also listen to our previous episodes of More Podcast. You can find them on the More page on United and on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe to us there and recommend More Podcast to all your colleagues as well. Thank you once again. Bye-bye and take care. Mm -hmm.